The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. He's a world champion wrestler, best-selling author, actor, and lead singer of Fozzy. Now, now he's rocking the podcast world. This, this, this is Talk is Jericho. Talk is Jericho. Starring Chris Jericho. Welcome to Talk is Jericho. The fight of thunder and rock and roll. The spell you run down will be broken by Chris Jericho. The remedy for boredom has arrived. The People's Podcast is here. Let's go for a ride. Do go 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 to the back out. Don't get to get to the back down. Don't get to get to get to get back down. Don't get to get to get to get back down. Don't get to get to get to get back down. Don't get to get to get to get back down. Don't get to get to get to get back down. Don't get to get to get to get back down. Bad on out. Do do just bad on out. Do do just bad on out. Do do just bad on out. Frankenstein. Woo! Yeah, a little Motley Crew there uh, for ya. Motley Crew for your ass. All right, starting the day off right, starting it tight. Starting it like dynamite. All right. Welcome to Talk is Jericho. Jericho Hawks, how in the hell are you? Been reading a couple, uh, a couple, a little bit of feedback on the Twitter at Talk is Jericho saying that Talk is Jericho is so annoying. I can't handle listening to it anymore. Well, if you don't like it, then don't listen to it. We got lots of people that do love the show, love my wacky musings, love my amazing guests like today. Hornswoggle from the WWE, the resident leprechaun, uh, although this week he was a gator. He's played many, many things. I think I saw him as a, as a little cow a couple weeks ago. Dylan Postel, he's a great sport and he's smart because he's had a job in the WWE for like eight years or so, which is long past what I would have expected him to, to have. He's got great longevity. He's got great diversity. He's got a great sense of humor. Plus, he's in the new Leprechaun movie, Leprechaun Origins. It just came out on DVD and Blu-ray yesterday. you got to check it out on demand, too, as well. I watched it. He does a great job. I always loved the Leprechaun series, if you remember that, with Warwick Davis, the original. Actually, guess which famous actress 
made her movie debut in a Leprechaun movie. She made her acting film on-screen debut in a Leprechaun movie. And she's an A-list actress, one of the most famous actresses in the world today. I'll lay that on you in a little bit. you got to think about it. We'll also talk about his appearance in the Muppets Most Wanted movie. Uh, Hornswoggle is a huge Muppets fan. Uh, funny stories from that set and that experience. Plus, we'll talk about his amazing WLC match earlier in the year versus El Torito. The Little People's Court, the most ridiculous segment I've ever been involved in uh, with DX and a bunch of little people. Uh, plus, working with Fit Finley, Tommy Dreamer, Triple H, um, and also Tommy Ball. You'll find all about Tommy Ball. And once you hear about Tommy Ball, you're going to wish you never did. <laughs> plus, if you're wondering if you per- plus if you're wondering if he prefers to be called a little person, a dwarf or a midget, we'll talk all about that too. Very interesting cat, good friend of mine, Hornswoggle, Dylan Postel coming up. But before we get rolling today, I need to say thanks to all of you for doing your Amazon shopping through my links at podcastone.com. Easiest way to support the show. Amazon is a proud sponsor of Talk is Jericho. And every time you shop at Amazon through my link, Amazon gives a small percentage of your purchase back to the show to help us cover production costs. I got links for Amazon USA, Amazon UK, and for Amazon Canada A. So go check it out. Guess what you can get on Amazon? You can get the new Leprechaun Origins movie. Yeah. You can pre-order the best in the world at what? I have no idea. The new Chris Jericho book, the third in the series, comes out on October 14th. You can get the new Theory of a Dead Man record, Savages. The new Fozzie record, Do You Want to Start a War? Both of those hot bands on Tua right now, crisscrossing the nation of domination, rocking it. Uh, So you can do all those cool things, pick it up, pick up a new barbecue, pick up a a flat screen TV for the football season or the hockey season. You can even buy your very own cowbell so you can play along with me at home. Play along with me, Uh, 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 play along with me and use Amazon. You can buy whatever you want. It won't cost you anything extra. No hidden fees, no hidden charges. So if you happen to be doing some Amazon shopping, you can help out this show in the process. Go to podcast. Podcast1.com. Click on the Keep Our Podcasts free banner at the top of the page, then hit the Talk is Jericho button. Bookmark it so you can get to those links in one easy click. All right, lots of stuff going on this week in my world. As always, uh, let's go with Fozzie. Tonight we're at Pierre's in Fort Wayne, Indiana. That is a headlining show along with Shaman's Harvest and Three Pill Morning. Very, very cool band out of Minneapolis that we are sharing a bus with. That means that we have a big bus with 15 bunks. So it's the five Fozzie guys, our four crew members. There's four guys in the Three Pill Morning. They've got one crew member. So uh, lots of, uh, uh, of, of rock and roll talk. Uh, lots of uh, gas. Whenever you put a bunch of dudes on a bus together, there's gas. So tonight, headlining at Pierre's in Fort Wayne with uh, Three Pill Morning and Shaman's Harvest. Back with Theory of a Dead Man Thursday in Baltimore at Rams Head Live. Friday, we're playing the International in Knoxville, Tennessee. And Sunday, October 5th, headlining show with Three Pill Morning back in our home, uh, away from home, in our backyard, New York City at the Gramercy Theater. Very, very excited about that. Plus, uh, October 14th, the new book comes out, The Best in the World at What I Have No Idea. 
the touring dates for that, the signing dates, Barnes and Noble on October 14th in Carl Place, New York. Bookends, one of my favorite bookstores in the world, in Ridgewood, New Jersey, October 15th. Barnes and Noble, October 16th in Staten Island, New York. Third place books on the other coast, Seattle, Lake Forest Park, Washington, October 17th. October 18th, I'm with the amazing troops in Fort Lewis and Fort McCord out in Seattle. Then October 21st, heading over to Dallas for Barnes and Noble uh, in Lincoln Park. Then October 23rd, it's Brandon, Florida, Books a Million. October 25th, it's Tampa, Florida, Barnes and Noble and Carrollwood. Those are the signing dates for the book. So come check me out there as well. Come check us out with Fozzie. Lots and lots and lots of stuff going on. Uh, I also want to say uh, a shout out to Malcolm Young of ACDC. If you're an ACDC fan, you know that the uh, sad news was delivered that Malcolm uh, was retiring from ACDC, uh, suffering from the early stages of dementia. Can't remember things, uh, can't really play guitar as much anymore, so it, it's, it's the time has come for him to step down. And it must be a huge blow for, for, for him, obviously for Angus Young as well. Those two built that band, they were the band, and Malcolm was basically the leader of ACDC. It's a well-known fact that Malcolm runs the show uh, in that band, wrote most of the great riffs that we all know and love. You shook me all night long, Hell's Bells, Back in Black, Thunderstruck, Who Made Who, you know, Jailbreak. It's a long way to the top, highway to hell. So many, so many classic riffs written by Malcolm Young. So uh, best of luck and well wishes to Malcolm. I never got a chance to meet you. Uh, I think in a couple months we will have the former drummer of ACDC, Chris Slade, will be on this show to talk about all of his time with ACDC. I recorded that a few months ago, wanted to wait until the time was right. ACDC's new record comes out in December, so we'll have Chris on the show to discuss all things DC. You know I love ACDC. I've got their canon from For Those About to Rock tattooed on my arm. Uh, so best best of luck and well wishes and much respect to Malcolm Young. Much respect to the Family Guy Simpsons crossover episode that I just watched with my kids uh, last night. Super, super funny. If you haven't seen it, go on demand and check it out. Uh, Peter and the Griffins have to leave uh, Quahog, Quahog because he makes everyone angry due to his sexist cartoon that he starts drawing. They go to Springfield on vacation, meet up with Homer and wacky hilarity ensues, including Homer and Peter uh, running a stolen car wash to pour some sugar on me, where um, suddenly Homer's ass is very curvaceous, and they're wearing Daisy Dukes and wet t-shirt. Uh, then there's the gas and sexin scene, which I'm not going to spoil for you. Very, very funny. Ends off in a huge brawl between Peter and Homer, where they're beating the crap out of each other. It's one of the greatest fights in cinematic history and also another in the fine pantheon of Bart Simpson uh, prank calls when he calls uh, Moe's Tavern and asks for Leaky Bum. Leaky Bum. Can I have a Leaky Bum? Can someone check the rear? I got a Leaky Bum. I need a Leaky Bum. Such juvenile humor, yet it made me laugh like a mofo. Go check it out. Um, and one last thing, uh, I, I always uh, check out the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. It's kind of the insider newsletter for wrestling, like Billboard Magazine or Variety uh, Magazine for movies. Dave Meltzer is the guy who writes it, uh, one of the most trusted men in sports entertainment journalism. And he is a journalist. He writes a lot of great pieces whenever somebody passes away or about business or about the history of, of, of wrestling. 
if you are interested, definitely go check out the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Dave was just on Jim Ross's podcast last week. He's been on Steve Austin's podcast, so someday I'll have to have him on mine. I like reading uh, the newsletter because he gets some really cool stats. And he has every year the Hall of Fame season, and he's doing a couple kind of retrospective things. He did a, a, a list of the Wrestler of the Year. Now, the Wrestler of the Year is every year, obviously, the people who vote for the, uh, for the Wrestling Observer Newsletter Awards. And this is a worldwide famous, famous awards. It's the most prestigious thing you can win in the wrestling business is, is, a, is a Wrestling Observer Newsletter Award. And he added up all... Like if, if, you're, if you get uh, a Wrestler of the Year, you get 10 points. If you were in 10th place for Wrestler of the Year, you get one point. So when you work and wrestle so much, you don't even keep track of stats and all this sort of thing. But here's the top... 20 all-time uh, Wrestler of the Year votes. Ric Flair with 102. Then Kobashi, Misawa, Cena, Shawn Michaels with 47. Tanahashi, Muto, Steve Austin with 36. Kurt Angle, Brian Danielson, Karamaeda, CM Punk, Kawada, Bret Hart, Chris Jericho, Hulk Hogan. Tied with 26 points. So if you're counting, that's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. So I'm 15th overall all time of, of wrestler of the year points and tied with Hulk Hogan, my hero when I was growing up. Pretty cool, right? Uh, you'd never realize that. Like I would never go around bragging about that. But I mean, if you're going for just U.S. names, Flair, Cena, Michaels, Austin, Angle, Danielson, Punk, Hart, Jericho, Hogan. There's your top 10 all time wrestler of the year uh, points as voted on by our peers, by critics, uh, former wrestlers, current wrestlers, pundits, experts, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, I'll take it. Number fifteen of all time. That's pretty. It's uh, pretty good, especially tied with Hulk Hogan. Then going to guys who has drawing power, like who made money for their respective companies, and this is a, another uh, kind of a, a chart that he's made up. And it's got all of his stats and all that stuff. But the bottom line, to read off. The number one biggest draw, according to these stats, is Hulk Hogan. Then Flair, The Rock, Triple H, Andre the Giant, John Cena, Undertaker, Conan, Mystico, Steve Austin, Antonio Inoki, Savage, Randy Savage, Perro Aguirre Sr., Shawn Michaels, Kane, Randy Orton, Keiji Muto, Dusty Rhodes, Bret Hart, Pedro Morales, Jerry Lawler, Road Warriors, Chris Jericho. Wow. So that's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. Number 23 of all time. Now this is, I think, by the number of shows that you've been the in the main event of. And Steve Austin is deceptively low because I think he's one of the greatest draws of all time, if not the greatest. But his time on top, he had a short time because it was cut by injuries. So a guy like Cena or Rock or Triple H... Um, Hogan Flair have had more main events just because they've been around longer. But if you're going by U.S., Hogan, Flair, Rock, Triple H, Andre, John Cena, Undertaker, Austin, Savage, Michaels, Kane, Orton, Rhodes, Hart, Lawler, Road Warriors. So I'm number 17 of all time for uh, for actual draws, for drawing money. So I'll take that. I mean, those are stats that, like I said, that's why I like checking out uh, the Wrestling Observer for, for reasons such as that. Because you'll find out some very, very cool uh, cool little uh, stats and, and, and bits and bobs that you never knew existed. So, I'm actually uh, pretty damn good. 
I've made money for 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 Vince McMahon, uh, and I guess for Eric Bischoff as well. And I was voted a pretty damn good performer. So there you go. Anybody who don't like me, you can suck it, man, because the stats are there. So I'm now going to have a big head for the next five seconds. Okay, for five seconds now, I am the king of the world. I'm the, sh- I'm the best. I'm the sh- I'm the best, better than the rest, better than the rest. Okay, I'm back to normal. I'm back down to earth. Thanks, guys. You made me uh, made me see the error of my ways, and my ego was out of control. It was crazy, but that will never happen again. I guarantee it. But what I do guarantee is Dylan Postel, a.k.a. Hornswoggle is on the way. Hornswoggle, I believe, was the illegitimate son of Vince McMahon, then the uh, son of Finley. There's some uh, crazy (laughs) soap opera things going on. We're going to talk all about that. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Talk is Jericho. All right, we're here in the bowels of the uh, Houston, what is it called? The Toyota, Toyota Dome? Toyota Center. Toyota Center. Toyota Center. And I'm here with Horn Swoggle. Hey, how are you? Uh, how are you? I don't know what to do. I don't know who to say hi to. You say hi to me. I'm Chris. Oh, hello. Hello, Your Chris. old friend, Chris. Oh, you? Old me? friend, old friend. Yeah, yeah, my, old, yeah. my old pal. Also known as Dylan, which is your, your real name, if oh, that is your real name. That I think it is at uh, this and point. And we're talking to you now. I mean, not only are you uh, uh, a big-time WWE superstar, but now you're also the uh, leading man in the new movie, Leprechaun Origins. Leprechaun Origins, yes. Uh Good at WWE Studios in Lionsgate. I just put it out, video on demand and DVD on September 30th. It's crazy. I think I might be wrong, and I'm sure I'll hear about it on Twitter. I think I'm the only WWE superstar to ever do two movies in one year. Ooh. I did this one, and then I did Muppets Most Wanted. No earlier. kidding. So yeah, I, th- I think I'm the only superstar. Maybe uh, besides our buddy Dwayne. Yeah. Um, I think I'm the only one to ever do two in one year. Was the Muppets Most Wanted the one that just came out? Yeah. You were in that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, that must have been huge for you because I know you're a big Muppets yeah, fan. Yeah, being a fanatic, that was absolutely insane for me. Um, working with them a couple times at WWE, it was crazy to be able to then, you know, talk to them and be like, hey, do you have any cameo roles? And they're like, we would love to have you and going to London for five weeks to shoot. So who was it that you talked to to get in them? I talked to a couple of our WWE's PR people and they talked to Disney mm-hmm. and just said, hey, would you have something available? And Disney was like, yeah, we would love to have him knowing how much of a fanatic he is and always our relationship with WWE, Disney's relationship with WWE. They were all we, for We do have a relationship with the yeah, Disney? Yeah, uh, with, mostly with the, you know, the Muppet people who are now owned by Disney. Um, mm-hmm. They did Raw and they did Tribute to the Troops. Mm, okay. um, and they've done things here and there, which was great for me, like being the fanatic I am. <laughs> and uh, so it was, it was really cool to do, to be able to work I mean, with them for five weeks. And, and what was your part? I, didn't, I saw the I did first a, uh, one, but I didn't see yeah, the Yeah, I did. One. I was a prisoner in a Russian gulag um, working aside Danny Trejo and Ray Liotta every day. Nice. Which was amazing. And then with Tina Fey on all the scenes as well. So it was 
like the who's who nowadays. And wow, dude, that's incredible. How, how, how was that experience for you? Awesome. It was, it was one of the coolest things just because like I got to see their inner workings. Mm-hmm. I read, I mean, I, I know everything about it, but to see it firsthand on a movie set, it was even crazier. Cause I did that one before Leprechaun. So mm-hmm. I, and I, I got to see this huge movie set in Muppets Most Wanted in London with all the Muppets and all the, you know, the performers and all this. And then I like, so it kind of like prepped me for what I was about to do with Leprechaun as well. So that was kind of neat to do, but it was, it was cool to see the inner workings and just be able to talk to him about like the history and how this worked and how this worked and how you shoot around this. It was really so is neat. It, do they still use a lot of puppetry? Oh, it's, it's, all, it's not all CGI, puppetry. right? Uh, they used, I don't know. They didn't use any, very much CGI at all, mm-hmm. if any. It's all puppetry nowadays. Now, is, is there still a Henson involved? Is his son or his uh, daughter? Or? Yes. Disney does a lot of it mm-hmm. now, which they like but don't like at times. <laughs> I think they like the uh, Disney being able to spread the word of yeah. all things Muppets. But when they have their thumb on something, you know, as we all know, when a corporation sure. has their thumb on something, it yeah. kind of takes the nostalgia away from it, I guess. They're going to put their spin on it to keep it alive to, to future generations. Now, let me ask you this. How funny is it to let's talk about the difference in treatment as far as working on a movie set and as far as being on the road oh. uh, in the WWE? <laughs> I'm living my dream in WWE. I, I wouldn't ask for anything else. But uh, It is funny, though. Oh, man. It's crazy. You, I, my, they ask me every day, what do what can we get you something? Mm-hmm. Every, every like 10 Countless minutes. times yes. a day. And I finally said, no, I, I'm fine. Like I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Well, you're, you're really easy. I said, <laughs> I'm just a normal kid. Like yeah. I'm just a normal dude and I don't need anything. Okay. You sure? One time I asked them for a Red Bull and they had one every day. For every like at once on the hour, I was like, I don't need this many Red Bulls. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. want any more Red Bulls. <laughs> I was jittery by the time the first scene got shot, but it it it's crazy how I mean, just as the amount of people they have working on these things, mm-hmm. especially on, on, on like a, the Muppet movie is, was insane. Huge budget, even, probably a hundred million dollar budget or so. I have no idea. It's high it has to be high. High end, yeah. yeah. And then with Leprechaun, just the special effects that we used for that, it was insane. So we had tons of people, I mean, hand and foot on me all day with that, you know, mm-hmm. with, with my, with my uh, prosthetics and that stuff. So it was, it was. But you hear that quite a bit, though, as far as I know that, that Rock had it. You know, you just mentioned for you. I know f- even for us, you know, dealing with a record company, you'd be like, you don't mm-hmm. understand how, how miserable most bands are and how easy you guys are. And it's like, that's the background we come from. Yeah. You make it work and you, you're polite to everyone and realize that this could be taken away in a second. Yeah. You, you're lucky to have it and you're lucky to get these other opportunities mm-hmm. and they might not be there tomorrow. Right. And you know, you get hurt. They're not there. You, you know, some, they find another actor. Yeah. You're not needed. Right, right, right. Simple. I mean, I think, you know, you talk about the team that we have here in the WB2 yeah. as far as, Performers, writers, crew, crew guys yeah. setting up the ring. It's a you have to be cool with everyone because we really do work together to put on the show. Yeah, I often say that we're more of a family sometimes than our own because we're with each other more. That's right. We're I mean we I see every all of these guys more than my own family, more than my son. It's like crazy because I I have my road family mm-hmm. and my home family, mm-hmm. and a lot of the times my road family knows even more about me than my home family Absolutely. at times because Most I see of the time. Yeah. I, I, I spend more time with them. Mm-hmm. So I'd spend more money on my road family too, half the time <laughs> with the hotels and all that stuff. But it's, 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 
it's crazy the separation at times, but also the uh, similarities between mm-hmm. the two. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, tell us about the Leprechaun. How did you get the the, the lead in that? I um, mean, it's obviously you play a Leprechaun on yeah, TV. Yeah, I so. think <laughs> I, I really think that Lionsgate was looking to do a reboot, a rebirth, mm-hmm. and I said we need a Leprechaun. Uh, oh, there's one. There he is. <laughs> okay, okay, there he is. And uh, then I was it. That was uh, Vince. Actually, came to me. Three years ago, I want to say three years ago, and said, hey, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. We have a movie project for you uh, with Lionsgate. We're going to reboot the Leprechaun franchise. Awesome. Didn't hear about it for two years. Hmm. Nothing. And finally, I go to him. I'm like, is this happening? Like, what, what should I be expecting? No, it's, it's happening for sure. It's, it's going to happen. Nothing. Out of nowhere, they go, oh, yeah, you're going to be going up to uh, Vancouver in a couple weeks. I go, we have a show? Am I doing PR or something? No, you're gonna you're gonna you know do the pre stuff. <laughs> what are you talking about? Don't you know? Yeah, and I go, it's happening. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what's happening, and so then we just uh, it was off to the races, mm-hmm. and it was it was such a fun experience. Uh, Muppets and Leprechaun couldn't be two different <laughs> realms, obviously. Well, the thing I'm laughing and about, it, too, is that, okay, you we're looking for a Leprechaun. There he is. Yeah. Just because you're running around with a little Leprechaun costume yeah. does not necessarily mean you're going to make the natural transition to exactly. leading man. Exactly. And it, I, I tell every interview this, the only similarity between this and the past movies is the name. There is nothing similar whatsoever. Mm. It is a complete horror film. If you're expecting Hornswoggle in a green suit, on the big screen, it's not that at all. It's crazy. Because the Leprechaun series, at least as far as I know, started in the 80s. There was five or six yeah. of them. There might be more. Gen- uh, I think Jennifer Anderson, uh, one Jennifer of Anderson's first her one. first movie yeah. was that. Warwick yeah. Davis was, yep. was the Leprechaun for a while. And believe me, I got the Twitter heat about that. How could you do this? How could you take his role? This You're taking it. I'm going, no, no, I was offered it. Yeah. And then he, I think he even tweeted something to the extent of like, I have nothing to do with this. This is their, they're doing their own thing. It's not going to be Leprechaun. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. It's not going to be cheesy. Sorry. <laughs> so, Did you, have you ever seen Warwick's show, um, his show, Life is Short? I love it. Life's Great too show, short. right? Love Life's it. Too short. And him on Idiot Abroad. I don't oh, know if you've seen Idiot yeah. Abroad. Idiot Abroad is, I was so upset when I finished the series <laughs> on Netflix. I was so upset, but it was so good. He, he's, he's made a, a career in almost taking the piss out of himself, Yeah, you know, for being... Here's something I, yeah. I asked you this a long time when we first met. I said, "Is it little person or is it midget?" I laughed so hard on a plane. <laughs> you said, "You said midget," and uh, when you were reviewing uh, the TLC match, which I thank you for. Oh right, right, yeah. yes, the WLC said, match. Yes, WLC. Yeah. Yes, you were uh, said you know giving us giving us high high praises about that, and you said the word midget, and then you go, "Oh no, it's okay. I can say that. I can say that." He told me I could. He told me it makes him money. <laughs> I laughed so hard on the plane when you said that. Because it was Do you remember those, when you told me that? Yes. Yeah, so, I remember to this day. And it's just because that's, I mean, that's, you can't put little person wrestling on a poster or dwarf wrestling. You can't do that. It yeah. sounds weird. People know midget wrestling. People, you put midget wrestling on a poster, people know what to expect. Mm-hmm. You put little person, it's like, are these odd looking people? Mm-hmm. Like, what, what is that? Like, yeah. They're just like five foot two people just right. wrestling? Right, 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 right. Like, but people know what to expect if you put midget wrestling. So let's go back to, to you. I mean, um, first of all, before we go there, you're talking about Leprechaun. How much, how much makeup did you have to put on every Two day? Two and a half hours to get into it. 
hour to get out, lunch, two and a half hours to get in, hour to get out. You had to take it off before lunch? I couldn't eat. Yeah. Wow. Because yeah. I haven't seen it. So is it some kind of a full facial? It is absolutely insane. The director, Zach Lepofsky, he, he showed me his concept. And I was like, wow. It's mm. not me. He goes, what? I go, it's not me. You can't see me. <laughs> he goes, I'm sorry. I go, I love it, though. Yeah. Like it, it was, I was upset at first because I was like, oh, it's not really me. <laughs> like It's just like any guy in a suit. And they'll say, <laughs> so you'll be playing R2-D2. <laughs> exactly. They're going to say, like, oh, it was Torito that really did it in the end. <laughs> but no, it, uh, I, I'm amazed by how it turned out. And it was in Vancouver in the summer, like 100 degrees some of the nights. Oh, man. It was brutal. Oh, it was brutal. And it was a gas chamber, to say the least. If I flatuated at all, <laughs> it had nowhere to go besides to Into me. your face. Yes. Wow. Right. And then when they let the suit, I took the suit off, it was, I think there was a bunch of green smoke that came out. So that was the real aura <laughs> of the leprechaun. Which is okay. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> Tied so it all you, in. You go from, from like I said, you're, you're the leading man in a new movie and to me that that's you can never demean that in any way shape or form whether it's the biggest the biggest the smallest the smallest or anything in between to be a leading man in a movie is a big deal and you got to achieve that uh but you also mentioned too that you're on the road living your dream of being a WWE superstar let's talk about when you were uh, a kid okay when did you start getting into wrestling uh was it a whole six, life type thing yeah man since i was six years old okay I, uh i saw I watched Warrior and Hogan on repeat from WrestleMania mm-hmm. 6. Watched it on repeat all the time. Yeah. So much that my grandfather stole the VHS tape from the <laughs> rental place just so he didn't have to oh. keep renting it because it was costing him money to rent it. So he just said, you know, screw it. I'm going to just take it. He wasn't kind. He did not rewind. Yes, he exactly. Exactly. He just took it. But no, it, I've always been a fan. Um, mm-hmm. And we all are, obviously. Uh, but it's it's it's... I, I, so I always wanted to do it, and at that point I said to my grandpa and my dad, I said, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. And then they both said, uh, I don't know about that. And then I had uh, dwarves, a lot of people have uh, scoliosis, real bad, mm-hmm. which curvature of the spine. And then, so I'd have surgery on that. Okay. Paralyzed me for six months. Paralyzed? Paralyzed me. Wow. So, was, so are, was, you, are you a, a technically a dwarf? A dwarf. Is that, a, yes. A dwarf. Okay. Yes. A midget is a, and I'm again here. Bring it on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Midget is a fully grown, fully proportionate, under five foot person. So Torito, Torito, be a midget. Yes, yes. you are a dwarf because dwarfs dwarf. have the bigger my lower bodies. Big, big, yes, big uh, my my arms are bowed. Mm-hmm. My head is larger. Mm-hmm. Um, big ass. Yeah, like your ass and head are almost the same size. Yeah, as yeah, it's it's yeah. If I proportion to yeah, yeah, exactly. I hate you. Why did I do this? <laughs> <laughs> no, but this is this is not take. This is interesting to me because no, hundred percent. It never really knew. I never yeah. knew that. It's uh, it it. There's thousands of different kind of dwarfs. Mm. There's, you call them a lot of people call them the teacup ones, which literally don't get more than two foot tall. They look like uh, porcelain dolls. Oh, it's crazy. It is absolutely crazy. And when I went to the conventions when I was younger, I would see you'd see all different kinds. Just it was it was nuts to me because I never saw it until I started going to the conventions and when I was like thirteen. So, so how was it for you when you were growing up? When did you start realizing that I'm not like other kids? I don't think I ever did until I was like fifth or sixth grade. Mm-hmm. Like no, hey, you're just really, a kid at first. Yeah, I'm yeah. just a kid. Like I knew I was shorter. I didn't know. I didn't really think I had dwarfism. Mm-hmm. I didn't really think about that. Um, I knew I had to have surgery. 
So I had the surgery paralyzed. They took, then the second one, they took a rib out, fused that with metal and fused that into my spine. So that surgery is, is designed to help you be able to walk better? Or? No, it's just to straighten my spine. Okay. Because gotcha. otherwise I would have been pretty That's much a hunchback. Gotcha. Okay. A hunchback. And it would just be overly painful and all that. Mm. And the first thing my doctor says, all right, no contact sports and no trampolines. Like forever? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. About that, we are, right? And I go, all right, no football, no yeah. trampolines. And then years later, I go, I'm going to do this wrestling thing. Yeah. My dad ran into my doctor, or he got an email from my doctor, said, I guess he didn't listen to me much, did he? <laughs> Saw me on the show on Raw one night. And so it, it, I never, like, that was never, it was never a question of, oh, can I do this? Like, mm. no, I'm going to. Like, now, and, then, and this is probably a dumb question, but are, are your, your parents were normal size? There has been, never been a little person in my whole family. Ever. We went back 10, 10, whatever. Generations. Generations, that's the word I can't So, so it's up. just one of those things that just happens just sometimes. It happens. My, uh, my brother's 6'2". Oh, wow. Yeah. My but, dad and my mom are normal, normal like average. But you're way better looking than your brother. Yeah, obviously, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Obviously. obviously. <laughs> my son, like my son is... Staring me in the eye, a four-year-old. Wow. Yeah. He's, they, the doctor said he's going to be six foot. And, and your wife is, is a normal size? His ma is, I mean, yeah, is, normal is size. Is that the word, normal size? Yeah, average. average Did you, were, you, were you a little bit uh, nervous when your son was born to see? like? You know what? We had, um, we had her checked out mm. when she was six months along. Because I, I didn't, it sounds horrible, I didn't want a dwarf son. Mm-hmm. I didn't want one. Mm-hmm. Because I know all the surgeries and the problems I went through and health-wise and I just, it, I knew it would be tough. Yeah. It, it wasn't tough for me. It was, because I, I mean, I, I'm an outspoken oh, absolutely. person. I, I yeah, you got a real uh, yeah. chip on your shoulder yeah. in, a, in a good way, too, yeah. which I'm sure is from this. Exactly. Right. And I, I'll, I make friends with everyone. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't hard for me growing up to get along with people and to not be bullied because I, for every one bully, I had six or eight friends that had my back, which wow, was easy. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, but... So we had her checked out and found out he wasn't, uh, he was average size and man, it lifted mm. it off my back. But I, I can see him getting into fights like as he's going to grow up because now he's four years old. So now is the time kids are starting to look at me and like, you're small. Whose daddy are you? You're not, you're not a dad. You're right. It's a, oh, it's, it's, and you can see him going, yeah, that's my dad. He's not small. He's big. And he doesn't put two and two together with. I'm short, and that dad isn't. Mm. He kind of just sees me as me, which right, is just his dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah which is crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's crazy that he doesn't view me as small. But I guess I've just always been there, and he's never had another father figure around mm-hmm. him that is bigger. So right. it's, he's just used to it. Now, did you find? I remember you think you even told me. As a matter of fact, I think my I told you my daughter even said this. Would kids come up to you like little smaller kids yeah. and just? Think that you're a little kid with yeah, a beard? Constantly. Baby with a beard. When I worked, I, my first job was Target. And when I worked there, it was so crazy the amount of people and kids that just, how are you working here? How do you know how to? <laughs> I had this lady or this guy come up to me one time. It is very nice that you can work here. I go, well, thank you. I'm glad I have a job. No, I mean, like, that they would hire someone like you. Wow. And I go, what do you, what do you mean? He goes, well, you know. Like you. And I go, a male? 
<laughs> and I was just riling him up now. Hot he guy? was making him uncomfortable. <laughs> he, I don't think he ran out of that store quick enough. <laughs> but it was, it's, it's, yeah, I think they think when I had the big scruffy beard, especially they, were, they would look at me like, what is this? This kid has a beard. That's fake. Is that, is that a fake? <laughs> Mommy, can I get one of those? Like, <laughs> but it, it's, it, I, it's actually easier when I have my son with me because I'll be holding his hand or something or walking with him. And kids then almost take it as, okay, he's an adult. He's, mm-hmm. a, he's, a, he's a parent. He's a dad. So it's not as crazy mm-hmm. as me just walking through the mall by myself and, you know. Do you, do you try and explain it to the kids when they say that to you? Or how do you? I, how do yeah, you... I just, uh, you know, I was made this way. You were made your way. I was you gotcha. were made with black hair and blonde hair and blue eyes, and I was made this way. Because kids, once, to know, like, once they hear that, we just go, okay, and just yeah. move on to the next that's thing. All, right? That's yeah. all it is. It's, it's, I just say, you know, God didn't use enough silly putty on me. That's, that's all I say. It's, <laughs> and, that's, it's, and it makes them, oh, okay, okay. And they go play with their ball or something. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it, it's going to be something that I'm going to have to have the talk with. Oh, uh, we, he met Torito for the first time. Mm-hmm. My son did. We were in Green Bay, God's country. And he, <laughs> I saw Torito coming down the hall, and I'm going, Oh, this might be weird. What's your son's name? Landon. 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 And uh, Landon saw Torito coming down the hallway, and I go, this is going to be weird, because he's never seen a person like me, right. a little person. Torito, without the costume on, walks up to him. Hi, how are you? He says hi to me. Hi, how are you? Landon looks at him, looks at me, looks at him, looks at me probably about eight times. Says bye to him. Daddy, who, who was that boy? Ah. I go, that's the bull. That's Torito. No, 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 it's not. He's small. That's a boy. Boys can't wrestle. You said I can't go on the TV yet. <laughs> I said, no, Landon, that's the bull. He's just, he's small like daddy. Daddy, you're not small. You're big. You're, you're a daddy. So it's one of those, oh, I think it's time to have the talk with him. The first of many talks with him. <laughs> right, sit down. So and yeah, exactly. That. But it's, it's, it's all like, a, it's such a fun process to mm. see. I mean, you have, you have children mm-hmm. to see their minds realize things and, 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 and come up with things and kind of explain to them how things work. But then they'll explain to you how they think things work too, which is great in itself. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Talk is Jericho. I'm here with Warren Swoggle. Do you think you have such an outgoing, good personality? Like I mentioned, a little bit of a chip, and not in a bad way. Like, you know, if someone's going to mess with you, you have no problem messing back, even when we're busting balls in the dressing room and all that sort of stuff. Do you think that's because you were a little little guy, and, and did it just make you be yeah, more open? So, 100%. Yeah. 100%. I, I am known as the biggest bully in this locker room at four foot tall and everyone says that ultra napoleon exactly exactly if you you think i have napoleon Uh, complex (laughs) but it's it's one of those things where i i don't know i never let my size i was always playing football i was always playing baseball yeah always i would always because i didn't want to let my size bring me down yeah like it's not it's one of those things where i wasn't gonna let it affect me Mm -hmm. or not let me do something Right. I, if I went to Six Flags and I couldn't get on a ride, 
Okay, I'd go on a different one. Mm-hmm. Or I wouldn't go to Six Flags. I'd do something else with my time. I was never one to let my stature um, hinder times with my buddies or my friends and, mm-hmm. or, or my life in general. I would figure out a way to do something. Right. And if I couldn't do it, I would do something else just as fun. Right, right. So it was, it was one of those things where I, I think, like you said, I never thought about that. It's a, it's, a, it's a good chip on my shoulder because I didn't let it affect me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I moved around it. Around the obvious, uh, mm-hmm. you know, problems I could have had. Right, right, right. Yeah. The, the, the so, shortcomings, yep. so to speak. No pun intended. Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> so tell us how you started getting into wrestling uh, as far as training. I got trained uh, by Mr. Kennedy, actually. Well, before you say that, yep. when you watched wrestling as a kid, did you, was there any, anybody, I guess they didn't really have a lot of quote, no, quote, we had midget like a, wrestling I mean, Max Minnie came in here and there, yeah. like in the 90s, in the Attitude Era. He did the stuff with like the other Mexican minis. Did and, you ever see any Mexican wrestling? Because no, minis no. are still very yeah, popular. huge There's in ton, Mexico. Tons of minis there. And that's how I knew. I knew about, I was a huge fan of Torito mm-hmm. from his work in Mexico. So when we signed him, I was like, yeah, I need to work with him. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that would be love. Um, but I, I never saw myself as a midget wrestler. I hated doing gimmick spots and fighting ass the ref, and the ref throw back. I hate it. I still hate it. Yeah. But I always saw myself as a small cruiserweight and that's, that's just what I did. Mm-hmm. And when I got trained, that's how I trained and all that. And So with Kennedy, did he have yeah. school? Or? Kennedy, no, it was just before shows. A couple dudes like Before local, local Wisconsin and Chicago shows, he would, I would pay him to train me. And it, it was one of those things where it was so different for him because it was me and a couple of my buddies that were normal height yeah but it was different for him to have to try to train a little person uh-huh and he he, he took the challenge and we, i mean then i did well i and the, i didn't work a lot of indies uh out of the midwest i didn't do anything out of the midwest but it was i was booked weekend every weekend mm-hmm. just Never again. Again, never. I, I worked maybe two midgets in three years. Hmm. So what did you do? Mostly just like normal sized guys. Really? It's yeah. like some kind of a gimmick match or yeah. something? No, or? just like I would work as a you know a small guy. Now the thing is too though with with a guy your size. Yeah. I mean, you have a heavy yeah. base. Although now I do. Now I I was probably about one twenty then. Okay, about so it's hard to pick you up. Yeah. Then it wasn't so much mm. when I had my my younger not so grizzled years. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's. It was still a joke then how you would have to, it was like picking up a medicine ball. You have to get yes. down a lot lower. So it's the, the what do you weigh now? Uh, what do I weigh now is 142. So 140, a 142 pound ball. Yeah. Basically literally a, a that is ball. not easy to no. do. Yeah. So, and then I have to throw around or catch. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or have it's, the, it's, the one I used to just, I never took it when you jumped off the top rope in a splash. A splash. Yeah. Cause you can't. Use I your can't hands extend. and legs nope, exactly. to extend, right? You're just yeah. like, yeah. And, uh, Cannonball. I remember our, our buddy Ryder. Oh, I would get on. We did a loop of live events with him and Hawkins, uh-huh. and I would just squish him. Every night, I would purposely squish him. <laughs> it was just, just to kind of pop myself. So. so you'd only worked a few indies before you got signed here. Yeah, I worked about a year and a half on the indies, and then I got a call. Tommy Dreamer, uh, my, my road, one of my road fathers, mm-hmm. called me up and wanted to offer you a job. I hung up on him, and I ignored like a bunch of his calls. I Why? Thought a, I thought it was a buddy ribbing me, like a buddy back home get, like, playing a joke on me. And he goes, Dylan Postel, we want to offer you a job with WWE. You'll be working on the road. We want to bring you in as Finley. And I was like, do not hang up. That's exactly what he's talked so much. When he was office Tommy, he was so yeah. monotone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It drove me crazy. Um, 
So that's the, that's the perfect example of being in the right place at yeah. the right time. Finley is here. Obviously, 100%. he's Irish. You know, Vince thinks he needs a leprechaun. That, that's what it was. Find uh, me a leprechaun. Finley, Finley wanted to do it in WCW when he was there, right. and they never jumped on it. Thank God they never jumped on it because mm. then I wouldn't, wouldn't be yeah. here. Um, they tried out about eight or ten other midgets. Really? Yeah, yeah. And then none of them clicked. And mm. then Kennedy said, I, I got one, and he can work. He's great. 19-year-old Dylan That's right, you came young, in. Man. I was young. 19-year-old Dylan came in, uh, bombed an interview. Um, couldn't do an Irish accent to save my life. I can't do any <laughs> accents besides English to save my life. But F it. That's why they just had you grunt and groan all the time, yeah, right? exactly. Thank God. Yeah, thank God they didn't have me do an Irish accent. They just didn't let me talk, period. Yeah. So, but then um, they just, I mean, Fit said, I like him. Ken goes, do it. Use him. He's, mm-hmm. he's the guy. And a week later, I was on the road full time. And been here ever since. Yeah, eight, eight and a half years. And so. let's, let's be honest here. That this is something I always, we were just talking earlier about how you were off for a little bit. And, yep. But you talk about the longevity for you, eight and a half years as a, as a little person, mm-hmm. midget, dwarf, whatever. That could be the longest run it is. in wrestling history because you've always had something yep. doing. Some of it's been at the top. Yep. Some of it's been at the bottom. But you've always had a role. Yeah, even in like the, the year and a half, two years, I was kind of on the shelf. Mm-hmm. I at least like every Two or three months, I'd be on a little skitter of a vignette here and there. Something. Yeah, yeah something. And this is, I, I almost know for a fact, it's the longest time uh, Midget's been, you know, used. Yeah. I mean, you know, even in the, the WWE, I mean, the, the first Midget, I remember, was uh, Little Beaver. Or yeah, I little, think King Kong Bundy dropped the yep, elbow on him. To- little, little Tokyo. Yeah, the big, the big WrestleMania match. WrestleMania match. And then we saw, I think it was Wink, Dink, and Pink or something. That was Dink, Doink, Dink, Pink, and Wink. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But since then, I mean, there was always just little, like, yeah, I mean, like, novelties. Yeah. But that's all it was. Steady performer. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, like, Dink was around two years. Mm-hmm. And that was probably the longest ever. Right, right, two right. or three years. And then Max Mini, he did like six, six if, or eight months. If that, if, yeah. yeah, but yeah, this is but but, but also too, you know, we you start you off with Finley, yeah, and then I don't even have any idea this happened. You end up in the hottest act in the company at the time, the DX reunion, yeah. that now includes Hornswoggle. Yeah, I did. Uh, I did. I was with Finley, and then um, we got separated. Father and son separated. Um, <laughs> which oh, that's I right, because he was your father. He's right? my dad. Yeah. Which was the worst. I was so upset by that. But it, well, why did they separate you guys? Just they were the run was they, over. Yeah, ran its course. Maybe we'll come back to it, and mm. we never did. But then I did the stuff with Chavo, which thank God for him, man. Like, he, did you actually work with him? Or what yeah, was we okay. were, we did every week for nine months. We did a new gimmick match every row. <laughs> we did a boxing match, a one arm behind the back, a bull rope match. Well, the angle was he was mad at you because yeah, uh, just cause yeah. Yeah, just because. But every guest host, that's when we had the guest hosts every week. That's what it was. And so the guest hosts would do something every week with me and him. That's right. It was, and that was the coolest thing ever because every guest host I got to interact with. Mm -hmm. It was the, it was awesome. I would have him sign something or whatever I wore and it's on my wall at home and in my my bar. So, and then I went and I was doing some of the stuff with Chavo and I remember uh, Triple H coming up to me and going, you're great with the kids. And I go, Thank you. Like, mm-hmm. I don't talk to you very much, yeah, but this you, is sir. pretty cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. And him going, I, was, I think me and Sean are going to take you. I go, where? <laughs> Outside well, you, for a you're meeting? Gonna be, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, is this not, one of the bosses is mm-hmm. trying to talk to me here. It might not be good. Mm-hmm. But uh, he then said, yeah, you're going to be part of us. We're going to do this whole thing where you try to join us. You dress as Sean, and then 
you don't, and then you sue us in little people's court, and this. I was like, awesome. So uh, when we did little people's court, little people's it, court. Was the, it was the best. Now, Vern let, Troyer let, was supposed to be the judge. I was going to ask there, what, what, what is Vern? He's really small. He's a dwarf, but he's... Yeah, he has he's another type tiny, of person. Tiny, yeah, tiny, yeah, tiny, yeah, yeah. He has another toy. There's, like I said, there's thousands okay, of types. Okay, gotcha. Um, we were supposed to do it with him, and he didn't want to work with me because he wanted to be the specialty. Midget heat. Exactly, exactly what it was. There's, it's, there's giant <laughs> we, heat. We're talking about giant heat, heat when Kali came in, Big Show and him yep, hit each other. Oh, he hated it. Because of the two giants. And I, I, uh, midget heat, Dylan he, and, and Yeah, and Bert everyone Troy. said I had it with Boogie, Little Boogie, too. And that's... Oh, yeah, yeah. There was, everyone said it. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so Vern didn't want to do it. And we were like, oh, no. And I was, I was upset because I was like, this was my time to shine. You know, I was going to do this court thing and then join DX that night. Okay, we're going to do it next week. Well, we know how things go with that. Mm-hmm. How usually it doesn't happen the next week. Well, it did. And then I was off to the races for four months. Well, let's talk DX. for a second because the thing that you might forget about Little People's Court is how that ended off that night. And you're actually in, in my new book that comes out in October and a couple mm. different stories because there was a couple things we did that were really funny. Little People's Court, Sean... And Hunter go under the ring because you lived under the ring. That's I lived where, under the ring, of course. Yes, that's where your house. That's was. where leprechauns live, I guess. Yes, of course. And I liked when that one time in the in the W magazine they actually had like oh, house. house. Yes, yes. It's like yeah. lounge chairs, hot Me tub. Me and Coach and I were supposed to have a uh, under the ring match. Hmm. Yes, and it got canceled the week before the pay per view. How could you have an under the ring match? We were going to shoot it. We were, it's all oh. going to be it's all going to be pre taped, and they said, "Well, it's hard for the audience to react." To screen to stuff on this just on yeah, the screen, yeah, yeah. it doesn't ever come off very well. And to have an eight minute, ten minute match like under the ring, it, that's an eight minutes that people have to watch the screen, and the live crowd wouldn't get into it that yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, it's been so much fun. So and me and Chavo were going to do it, but it never, never. So then, fruition. the following week was was they followed you into your house, yep. which ended up being like this Alice in Wonderland wormhole yes. that took them to all these different places that ended up in the little people's court. Yep. So then they uh, were they lost the verdict, and then they, you were on their team. Yep. Then what you don't remember is later on that night, it was Christmas time. Uh, Big Show comes this, yes. out to ask <laughs> Santa Claus for a wish. Yes. His wish is to get his friend Chris Jericho back on Raw, and of course I grant that. And then you come in the ring. Sorry, Santa Grats, you come in the, in the ring from underneath and pull off the beard of Santa to reveal that it's Chris Jericho. Yes. Remember that? I do remember now that you say that. I did not. I literally did not remember that until you just said, I have the worst. I, you we pulled need, my we beard off, but kid. then the caveat was then all the little people from Little People's Court ran in the ring and surrounded us. Oh, I don't remember this. Yes. Okay. And okay. then you all attacked. The big thing was you came attack. I kicked you right in the head. You always yep. took that great bump. And then those poor little guys show. Because, I mean, show was a little bit scared. Oh, of he the, hates the him. He's yeah. still, he's a little better now because I'm around him quite a bit. When I remember the first week I was on the road, <laughs> he got out of the, I was, Hunter still laughs about this. I was coming into the building. He is getting out of his limo. He gets out, sees me. Who oh, no. And gets, slams the limo door and wouldn't come out until I was in the building. So it's like the elephant and the mouse. Yeah, it was crazy. And I said, I, everyone would have me go up to him and say hi, and he wouldn't look at me in that. He was sweating. So he little phobia. Not, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Midgetelophobia, I think. I don't know. Just creeped out. Yeah, just it, was, it, was, 
uh, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. So, so and then finally, just from being around you, yeah, he, he loves it now. Well, he was throwing around those poor little guys, and I remember he picked the one guy up, looked like a Christmas turkey by his legs. Yes, by the legs. There, yes, threw him over the top rope. Yep. He slammed another one of the little guys. That I think yeah, that he did like guy. a side slam to one. Yeah, of them. I think that one had to go to the hospital. And I remember when we were doing this, Vince came out there, and I was like, Vince, like do you like this? And he's like, he goes, Oh, he goes, my dad will be rolling in his grave. If he saw this, I'm like, you booked it, dude. You booked it. <laughs> yep. And then yeah, exactly. Classic Vince is like, that's right. I book it. Now it's up to you to make it good. And then we walk back to the curtain. He's just shaking his head. I go, is your dad rolling his grave? He goes, he's doing backflips. Yes, exactly. He, <laughs> but every time you would, you would get that look like, Oh, I, I don't know why I did that, but it did turn out good. You, you can see in his mind. He's loving it. But yeah, he's, no, he's on this time you're on the road and there's, there's a lot of great stories. You mentioned Tommy dreamer and brought something up that Adam was always talking about, but I was never on the road with you guys. What was the game that you used to play? Tommy ball, Tommy ball, Tommy ball. And that's uh, what we have. We have world tour t-shirts. <laughs> this is Tommy's genitalia. His balls. Yeah. Yeah. What every, are you doing? Are you we were throwing them? a tennis ball from one side of the locker room to the other? Try and hit his trying genitalia. to hit him in the, the ding ding. Yep. In the low. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in the lower abdominal area. Yeah. And but how did you get involved? I remember somehow you were involved in some. Way. I was, me and me and uh, Adam. We were the first ones to, and and Justin Roberts were the first ones to do it. We just went inside. I had a tennis ball and I, I remember I think I just threw it at Dreamer. I just wailed it at him, and I hit him in the dick in the nuts. <laughs> and he, he goes, "Okay, my turn." And he threw it back at me. I go, "We could play a game out of this," <laughs> which it turned from me and him throwing it back and forth to everyone just throwing it at him mm-hmm. because he would do anything to pop the boys. He. Anything, <laughs> obviously. And so we would have, every night of the tour, we would, he would sit at the opposite end of the locker room, and we would have a line of the, all the talent. Everyone from <laughs> Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder to, to Kane. And no one could be Kane. Him, and, oh, Adam, he had the best, him uh, and Adam had the best record in Tommy Ball. He had the best aim? Yes, and you couldn't, you couldn't laser it. You had to be, had to lob it. And it, oh, it was so. Would, would some of these shots na- painful? I would have dead on. For and the, yeah, and I don't know why we did this. Was like, there ever a Dylan ball? Uh, no. Yes, one <laughs> night we did it because he wasn't on the tour. He wasn't on the road, and we did one night of it. And it was mostly just Adam wanting to throw a ball at me. But he. Uh, yeah, uh, you know why do I'm we do just, this? Because that's how you kill time when you're well, on the you road had to kill for time. That's all three weeks. Yeah, we're on a, we're on a tour for seventeen, you know, twenty days. Right. And what do we do? We have a tennis ball, and we all have tennis <laughs> balls. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, what are we going to do? We're going to throw it at each other. That sounds like fun. <laughs> awesome. But it was. It was those two guys. The first time I met Jay Christian, actually, I never met him. This was when he came back, and he was going to start on ECW. Mm-hmm. Tommy and I were riding with Tommy and Adam, and they go, oh, we're going to go meet up with Jay. They're, they're hiding him out, and he's going to come back tomorrow. Awesome. Uh, I'm with them, and they hug Jay, and he comes. He shakes my hand. He pulls me on the bed, and he starts humping me. <laughs> and I go, what is this? What's happening? Like, and, Tommy and Tommy and Adam are belly laughing so hard because they're just, yep, that's Jay. That's, that's, that's him. <laughs> and to room with Tommy and Adam and... Adam would naked super fly splash Tommy <laughs> weekly. This Literally. is just what we do. Yes. And there's no homo- and, homosexual and tendencies. Disgu- it's just what we do. Uh, disgusting, dirty Tommy Dreamer. This was the one thing that grossed him out is Adam <laughs> super fly splashing him in the nude. 
<laughs> yeah, the guy whose gimmick was he used to like drink a barbicide. Yeah, and, he, he, and he brush ate, his teeth out of the ate toilet. Chew. He yeah, ate Undertaker's right. chew and bit a urinal cake. But you're disgusted about this man jumping naked, on you. Yeah, yeah, naked superfly splashing you. <laughs> There's something wrong with this picture here, yes. I think. Well, that's because we're in wrestling. Exactly. Anywhere else, I often say anywhere else, we would be looked at as there is Absolutely. something mentally wrong with yeah, the people. You, you need to put these guys away. Yeah. yeah like, I was even watching your six man match this week, and it was you. Uh, Titus is out there, big, giant, you know, black guy. Uh, you got Heath. a guy in a matador outfit. You got yep. Heath Slater, who's just a living gimmick. You got another yep. little guy in a little bull outfit. You got Tyson out there. I was like, this is why I love wrestling. Yeah. It's a freak show. Yeah, oh yeah. Like, and, and you, you, and you are, the, are the least of the freaks. It's yeah. like all the, it's just so crazy. You're the best wrestler in the world in Tyson Kidd, along with all <laughs> yeah. of these gimmicks. He's just <laughs> yeah. like, what, what in the hell you, are you doing in you, this picture here? You definitely and joined had, the right business. Uh, just, it, it's one of those, I can't believe what people must think in these, like, in the Philippines when we all walk through the airport. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, what in the hell is this? Like, what, <laughs> what's going on? Like, the circus. This Total is the circus. circus. It's definitely the circus. And that's how I think this business started in the circus mm-hmm. because there was freak shows and the wrestling fit right into it. Sure. That kind of thing. So yeah. the freak show would then try to wrestle at times. But let me ask you this. Did, is, did Kali have the same issue with you that Big Show did? Was he a little bit scared? No. Kali, okay. yeah. And if he did, I, don't, I couldn't understand, understand it anyways. No. <laughs> I don't like you, Midget. I don't like you. We actually, he was the first guy I rode with. It was him, Davari, and Mark Henry and me was the, my first guys on the road. Because I knew Davari from the Indies. Oh. And, they all, and they, so we all drove together. That must have been a freak show to see the world's strongest man, a guy, uh, Davari, uh, then the giant, and then the midget, all in this car. We'd always get a van and just see all of us come out of a Denny's together. <laughs> there was times I would hold Kali's hand. He would put me up on like the bar stool. It, it, we just would mess with people. It was so much fun. He is, he's a... A kind-hearted guy, but I can't understand a word he says. Yeah, still well, to this because day. We, we, I mentioned this on, on the Ryder show. Not only is he a giant, so he's got a natural deep voice. Plus, he's got a that super tongue, thick, like you said, yes, Indian and accent, the, and the big Indian, tongue. Yep. It's really hard to understand what he's saying. But um, you, we just talked about your match that you had this this past week yep. uh, with Torito. Were you excited when Torito was coming in? Because you had no, no I, was, I was pissed. Were you really? Hundred percent. In what way? Because they're they're replacing me. Mm. Um, I, he comes in and there's, I was already kind of not being used all that much, and then he comes in and I'm not being used at all. I was irate. I, like mm. I've been here for six at that time, six seven years. You're gonna bring this guy in, and I'm I'm right here. Hey guys, mm. I'm I'm mm-hmm. here. I can be used. Mm. Nothing, and then nothing, and like the only seeming thing is, hey, why don't we have Torito and Hornswoggle? And it never happened. It never happened. And I was like, man, we could do this on Mania. It would be awesome. didn't happen. We don't want to do that. That's, that's the usual thing. Okay? And I was just like, but it's right here. It's right. This, this is, it's organic. This is, yeah. This is what everyone wants. The fans With are an established character in exactly. Hornswoggle. Uh, with the, uh, the fans are expecting it. So why don't we just give it to them? And finally we did. And I, I said, uh, I, I want to work with him. I, I don't care what, and then I, you, can, you can't work. See, they forgot, right? Yeah. It, exactly. And I, because I never did work. Mm-hmm. I always did this, you know, gimmick spots and hokey and, you know, maybe a, a short, quick gimmick match here and there. Mm-hmm. Splash off the top. And that's it. Or I took a pie, pie face and that was it. Mm-hmm. I never worked. 
I could still work from what I did on the Indies. But no one saw that. And so I still remember they told me, yep, you're going to work with him starting tonight. It was on a main event that night. And I said, all right, I'm going to get in the ring with him. And everyone's like, what? I said, yeah, I'm going to get in the ring with him. Because he would get in the ring, he would do his flips and triple flips and dipsy doodles and all that. I would just leave because I was, I think it, it was definite jealousy because I would love to be able to do that stuff. Mm-hmm. He is an amazing athlete, and I will never be able to lace his boots when it comes to that stuff. Once again, he's got a different body type than exactly. you, too. Exactly, yeah. 100%. But I would just leave the ringside area because I, I, Snickers and all that, I wasn't going to deal with it. Yeah, I'm jealous not, right Yeah, now. I'm not. I'm not I'll, I, if I wanted to see that, I could watch his YouTube stuff. It's mm-hmm. fine with me. Mm-hmm. But they're like, yeah, you're going to work with him. Awesome. Let's get in the ring. Everyone went, what? There was a ringside sellout. Before the show. I'm sure. I bet you there was 50 guys. The whole roster was out there just seeing me work. And I was like, I can do this. Like, mm-hmm. you guys, I don't know what you're watching for. I yeah. know I can do this. And we just started going. And the, the guy locker room went crazy because they were like, wow, we didn't expect this from you. Like, and had you guys worked at any spots never, or just calling we stuff just, out there? We were, before the show, we were just working. Mm-hmm. We were just working on the ring and working around each other and taking stuff. And... Obviously, with my, with my size, for a little person, I can be a good base, and that's what he needs. That's what he does. He bases. But you're still agile, too. I always get amazed watching you go to the top rope, how you yeah. just hop, hop, hop. It's, and that's not easy. No, it's, it's, and I always made it easy. I don't know how, because I, I don't know. It's just mm-hmm. it's somehow. That's how you do it. Yeah, yeah, that's how I always did it, and I just got used to it. But he, we, then that night, we, I mean, that before the show, we impressed everyone. And so we did the match, and the first match came off without a hitch. And I think everyone was kind of like, what? what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like to me, like since when do you know how to work? I said, I've never given the ball, give me the ball and I'm going to run with it. Very soon. Like everyone says, mm-hmm. but I did give me the Tommy ball and I'm going to run the with Tommy it. ball. Very good. Give me the Tommy Call ball back. and I'm going to run with it. Um, but it's one of those. And then I was like, let's do something on a pay-per-view. Oh, like a regular match. I said, no, let's think of something. It's extreme rules. We had to do a gimmick, show, a gimmick match, some kind. And I said, let's do WLC. You know what? Said, oh, you we, came up with that idea? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. WLC. <laughs> I said, WLC. It's like TLC, but, but small. And immediately, yes, yes, yes. Everyone like, loved it, loved it. And then it was booked. The flagpole, the old yeah. man liked it. Huh? Exactly, yeah, finally. Yeah. And then, so it, it was easily the, the best match of my career. Well, and let, and let, me, let me step in here. I was off at the time, but I was watching it. And I even mentioned this on my podcast when you talk about the WLC. Obviously, right off the bat, it's not making fun of it, but we all see. Like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. What do they do? Throw, throw you under the ref and throw exactly. them back to me. But you guys went there and, and kicked ass. It was a really, really good match. You know, it, it, was, it was the best match on the show. I'll say it. Yep. I can say it. I can say it, too. In my opinion. I can say it, too, and it got me. Uh, and, and, and once again, not uh, seeing you work for a while, I know you can work, but yeah. to see it. And also with Torito, obviously, he, he might speak a little English, but he's not fluent 100%. He did a great job too. He, he must. We had Fit um, Finley and Scott Armstrong helping mm-hmm. us a lot with that, and but they, we as a group, we we came, we all came together that day, and we're just it was it was so much collaboration. And this guy wants to do this. Okay, let's fit it in. This guy, this guy, this guy. Man, it was it worked out so well. I that I that match will be the best match of my career easily by far yeah 100% even um it was just everything came together and in jersey of all places Mm. where they like wrestling they don't like hokey they don't like good crowd response we had them on there they started with the punk chants when the bell rang two seconds in 
they were on their feet cheering. And Drew and Jinder destroyed themselves yeah. in that. And that could have been the last appearance that we've seen of them. Even, uh, yeah, you know, pretty much. Yeah, we did the next pay, we did the payback pay for you, and then they were gone. Yeah, which is, is still crazy to me. Mm-hmm. But you never know. Yeah, just everything. What came was the together. reaction that you had when you went back through the curtain? A standing ovation, first standing ovation I've ever gotten in my life, and it was one of those from, from Vince too. Yep, yep. I went over because he uh, he wanted to make sure we had some haha. Because mm-hmm. mid- people don't like to see midgets beat each other up. <laughs> Damn it! Yeah, <laughs> but it was one of those. We gave him. We gave them yes. everything. We gave, gave him, him what he ha-ha. wants. And I wanted wrestling. I wanted to wrestle. I wanted to show people I could work, and we did. Mm-hmm. And I, I still remember. I was. Uh, we did that chair shot. The, one of the last things Torito did is he gave me a chair shot to the head, and I go, "Oh man, I'm gonna get fined. <laughs> I'm gonna get fined for that." <laughs> I don't know if I haven't gotten it yet or it's coming in the mail or I probably just brought it up now so now I you know now I'm going to get it. Doot, yeah, doot. exactly. We'll beep it out. <laughs> but it was to finish that match and get to the back. I don't think I stopped smiling for 2 days. Mm-hmm. It was such a cool night um and just getting to work made my life. That mm-hmm. I got to finally show people. My phone blew up, my Twitter blew up. It was one of those moments where People were like so surprised. They thought it was going to be ha ha and biting mm-hmm. in the ass and all this, and it definitely wasn't. Right. So it 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 surprised a lot of people. Yeah, it did. And, and like you said, probably the best match of your career up to this point. Uh, you in the spotlight, one on one, and also being in the spotlight for Leprechaun Origins yeah, out on VOD September thirtieth for DVD for DVD. And so. Uh, Hornswoggle, man, it's great to talk to you. Awesome. And uh, like I said, you've always had a role here, and I think you will for for a long, long time. Got so. a couple other, uh, or a couple more years left in me, maybe. I don't think they're gonna let me go. They're afraid I'm be on CNN the next day. <laughs> Call it discrimination That's or something. Right. <laughs> discrimination against little people. You didn't fire Kali. You fired the midget. <laughs> That's right, of course, and a white midget, no less. <laughs> Chris said that. I didn't say that. <laughs> Thanks to Hornswoggle for being here with me. What a very cool interview. Very, very good guy. Proud of all the things he's done. Uh, proud of him for Leprechaun Origins. Make sure you check it out. Thanks to those of you who have watched that movie on behalf of Hornswoggle. Thanks to all of you who picked up the new Fozzie record, Do You Want to Start a War? Debuted at number 54, our highest debut on the Billboard charts ever. Lots of great songs. I've played a lot of them for you here. There's one I haven't played. Since we're talking about Leprechauns, it's kind of creepy. We're getting into the Halloween season. How about Scarecrows? You scared of Scarecrows? I am. Let's check out a tune that we wrote called Scarecrow from Do You Want to Start a War? Right here, right now. Today I saw the scarecrow die. Never thought I'd see this day. Tossed our pride into the fire. Nothing to keep the crows away. Lift all 
Twitter at Talk is Jericho at Fozzy Rock. Come see us tonight in Fort Wayne, Indiana at Pierre's with Three Pill Morning and Shaman's Harvest, a Fozzy headlining show. Then come see us on Thursday, Baltimore at Rams Head Live, and on Friday in Knoxville, Tennessee at the International. Uh, both of those with Theory of a Dead Man. And Sunday night, October 5th in New York, New York, New York. Headlining the Gramercy Theater once again with Three Pill Morning. We love playing in New York City. Plus, go pre-order my new book, The Best in the World at What I Have No Idea. That's coming out on October 14th. And on Friday, I'll read another chapter from that book. I know you guys uh, were digging that. So I'll pick another fine, fine chapter and uh, lay it on down for you. Latest run with the WWE is over for now. But don't worry. I will be back sooner than you think, especially for... uh, my friends over in the UK and in Germany. Uh, I got lots of stuff going on, though. Besides that, Fozzie Tour is starting, new book coming out, and also twice a week for you, Talk is Jericho. You know, I wouldn't be doing this at all if it wasn't for you guys downloading this show twice every week, and if not for my Sexy Beast sponsors who help us pay for the production costs of doing this for you for free for twice a week. And if you want to help support the show, you know what you got to do. Easiest way online shopping through my Amazon links. They're easy to find. Podcast1.com. Click on the Keep Our Podcast free banner at the top of the page. Then click on Talk is Jericho. You'll see all three of my Amazon links in the UK, the USA, and Canada A. Every time you do that, Amazon kicks back a little cash to the show so we can keep doing this for you for free for twice a week. No extra fees, no hidden charges. You're just getting your shopping done and you're helping me out in the process. All right, that's it. Another exciting edition of Talk is Jericho. We'll see you next week, but in the meantime and in between time, stay hard, stay hungry, peace, love, and hugs. We'll see you on Friday. Adult film legend Asa Akira is here and she is funny. She is smart and this is a very cool, entertaining show. I can't wait for you to hear it. And guess what? It's PG-13. It's probably the first and only PG-13. G13 interview you'll ever hear with Asa Akira, but it was awesome. So we'll see you on Friday. A big thank you and a big yeah, boy! You can download new episodes of Talk is Jericho every Wednesday and Friday at podcast1.com. That's podcastone.com. <laughs>